Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite YouTube channel and Ravens podcast. Uh, talking Ravens all day, every day with your host, Justin P. And my million dollar MVP co host, Miss Shannon Fitch. Uh, this is episode 106 for the YouTube channel. Uh, for the audio version, uh, the uh, this links are right there in the description below. Season two, episode 14. Uh, so if you can't watch live, check it out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, you know, uh, Amazon Music, all that stuff like that. Like I said, the links are right there below. And also below that is myself, Dave, and Shannon's social media platforms where you can follow us at. Um, you know what I'm about to say. Make sure y'all share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's we had a tough loss Sunday. So, uh, I mean, yeah, Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, you know, we're going to get into it uh, when I recap. So, uh, I'm going to pass the torch to Miss Shannon. Okay. Um, so like you said, Justin, it was a rough, that was a rough day on Thursday, I mean, on Sunday. And I think that we should use today as a therapy session, session to just get through it, talk through it, and let it be what it's going to be at this point, because there's nothing else we can do about it, right? So let's start off the preview, mm-hmm. well, the review show, um, how we normally do, which is the good, bad, and ugly. So give me your good, bad, and ugly in the AFC championship. Uh, the good was the defense. They they stood up and they getting marched marched down on. Uh, you know they started making they started you know they buckled down. Whatever adjustments need to be made, they buckled down. They got stops. Uh, the other good is they flowers regardless of the mistakes he made. The kid had hundred yards receiving. You know he, he you know he let his emotions get the best of him. He made he made the taunting miss penalty. Then he tried to make up for it, you know, with the with the, with the with the diving touchdown. Because normally he probably would have secured the ball and just got tackled, but he was just trying to make up so much because he know he put it, he know he messed up. Mm-hmm. So you know, and Snee made a good play. Uh, uh, what else? Um, uh, you know, special teams, Justin Tucker, he did I. Bad was um, the tackling was a little piss poor first half. But like I said, they got together. Um, uh, Lamar, Lamar for the most, yeah, for the most part, he had an okay game. But like I said, held on to the ball too long. Um, should have got rid of it and should have took off more. Like you said, Shannon, they every time we play KC, they try to make it to a Lamar versus Patrick show, and I hate that. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. And that's not football. This is not the NBA. Them two cannot guard each other. They cannot play each other. So it's like. Stick to what works for us. That's Buffalo did it, and that's why Buffalo almost won the game outside of a, a mishap. But mm-hmm. um, definitely that you know he didn't play his he didn't play his game, so he let the he let the critics finally get to him at the wrong time. And ugly um, play calling, man, play calling. Like Gus only had three carries. You get Delvin Cook and don't incorporate him at all. Like I don't get it. Like you seen how he looked against Houston. You see him was broke one for a touchdown. And you know the situational play calling could have been a lot better to help Lamar. You see a quarterback getting a little, you know, a little, little rattled. Calm him down with short completions, run the ball, and and get everything going. Same way how we did against Houston, we should have did the same thing versus Kansas City. But like I said, every time we play them, it's like people just forget how to play football and forget how to coach football. It never fails. Instead of just instead of just playing. But that's my good, bad, ugly. Okay, and um, we pretty much have the same, um, some just kind of different um, different categories. Um, so for the good, I have the second half defense and Zay Flowers. Um, like you said, regardless of the mistakes that they made, um, 
he's kind of like the only one that showed up in, in that group, that unit. Um, and if it wasn't for him, I don't know what type of day it would have been um, for the offense. Um, the bad I have, the offense and the play calling and the lack of execution across the board. Like it was everybody collectively. Like I just, I don't know what was going on with the offense um, on Sunday. It was just bad. And that was the, the worst day to have a bad day. Um, and I just feel like the refs, the refs were also bad. Now, I'm not one to blame the refs and say that's why we lost. I just feel like they weren't consistent with the calls across the board. You know, if you're going to call taunting, and I'm not saying that Zay Flowers was not taunting, but if you're going to call taunting on him, you probably could have called taunting on um, Travis Kelsey a couple of times too, and you didn't do that. And there's a lot of other things that we can point to that they didn't call. But guess what? Maybe Kansas City might feel the same way, that it was things that they missed on our side that they didn't call. Um, so like, I'm not the fan to blame the refs. I just don't feel like they were really consistent. Um in that game on Sunday. And for the ugly, I had the turnovers. I feel like without the turnovers, I think that could have been a different game. I mean, it was already about to be a different game, just with the, the even with the penalties that Zay Flowers had. But you just can't turn the ball over. And that's something that we talked about being a key to winning a game. Um, you say it every week. And we did that. And, and that, that was bad. Um, the penalties and our attitude. I felt like too many guys um, got out of character, especially defensively. Like, they let them get in their heads. Um, I didn't like that at all. Um, and offensively, I just didn't feel like we were a, co a co cohesive unit. Like, I don't know what was wrong. I, I just – I don't know. That's why I was wondering, like, was the moment too big? Like, how how does that happen? How do you get – how do you talk about the Super Bowl all year and get to that point, and that's the performance that you put on? Um, and to me, it's just a whole lot of blame to go around, and we're going to get into that in a later topic. Um, but I just feel like it took me back to how I felt about this offense early in the year. And we had a plenty of conversations about that throughout the year. I thought they turned the corner after the bye week, but clearly, clearly they didn't. So that's my good, bad, and ugly. Okay, well said. All right. So let's get into the position grades. What grades do you give the coaches for the game on Sunday? <laughs> Mike McDonald kind of helps this grade a little bit, but I'm gonna give them. Uh, I'm gonna give them a goddamn F. Honestly, yeah. it'd have been worse if we made adjustments. But why do we gotta always wait to the second half, offensively and defensively, both like correct it right then and there. And that's what Harbaugh comes in there. I get it. You want to let your coaches do their job. That is fine. You can still let them do their job or still do yours. Just like you, you just sitting there and just over oh, there figuring it out. No, because in the day of things, keep going south. You want to be the one that's going to be looking for another job. <laughs> so you got to go up to uh, Todd Markin and like, hey, man, run the football. Why? Gus only got three carries. Hey, um, can we do something with, uh, with Travis Kelsey? You know what I mean? Can we make sure we cover Pacheco up the backfield? You the head coach, you, everything falls on you at the end of the day. Like so, definitely an F, man. Definitely, like we we can't keep waiting until we get shot to finally want to shoot back. Like you know, shouldn't have to take that. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving the coaches a C, and the reason they get a C, I think, is because of the defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know many things that can hold that offense, that quarterback, and Andy Reid being a play caller to zero points in any half of a game. And, and they were able to do that. Um, special teams, I feel like we did enough. Like, it wasn't like we gave up any big plays or anything crazy like that. So the special team coach, he didn't do anything wrong. What really brings the grade down and, and, and makes it just the average day for the coaches is the offense and ultimately John Harbaugh. 
you cannot continue to allow the same BS to happen time after time after time. And that's the reason why you have so many people calling for your head right now, because at this point, we don't have anybody else to point to as the constant but you. And people were posting, we saw the different posts about how our, how we've ended the seasons and the playoffs for the past few years. And it's the same thing. And if we all at home can see what's happening here and we're wondering, you know, why, why are they not running the ball? As the head coach, how can you not wonder that? How can you not say something, particularly at, when at halftime you said we needed to run the ball more? So as the game is going on and you see that's not happening, why don't you address it right then and there? You know, like you said, I'm tired of having to wait until the second half to make adjustments. Make the adjustment right then and there. Great teams and great coaches, that's what they do. When you get in those moments, you're not going to, you might not get another opportunity. And Harbaugh should know that because you haven't been to an AFC championship in how long? So you don't know when you're going to get back there again. You get in that game and you allow that to happen. That's how I look at it. I feel like the answer he gave after the game was BS, but it's typical Harbaugh because he's always protecting other people. <laughs> he's, he's not going to sit up there and say, I told them to run the ball, but they didn't. Because even if you told them to run the ball and they didn't, who's the boss? Who is the boss? So in my opinion, John Harbaugh, you allow that to happen. And this is like the third or fourth time since Lamar has been here that this has happened. You know, and, and we're going to look at you as the head coach because if we can see the issue, why can't you? You know what I mean? So I was frustrated. And, you know, I've defended John Harbaugh a lot on his podcast. I even felt like this was the best job that he did all season. But to allow us to lose in that fashion, like we were just sitting there watching the game piss away when it was never out of reach, I got a problem with that. I got a big problem with that. So the only reason they have a C is because of Mike and the special teams. Okay. Outside of that, okay. outside of that, I ain't like nothing that they had going on. That was just horrible. It was horrible and nobody could get out of their own way. All right. So let's move on to Lamar. What, what, what grade do you give Lamar? Uh, C minus, C minus, because uh, he did, he did, uh, did have two hundred eighty odds, and he had like 50, 50 some rushing yards. But it could have been more, because like I said, he missed some, missed some check down because he wanted to get home run throws instead of just taking what was there and taking off. He could have had easy three hundred and a hundred easily, like I said. But he finally let the people get in his head instead of just playing football. Like they're not the, in the day. The most important stat is trying to win. The hell with. Mm-hmm. Trying to throw for 500 yards and all that. And like I said, they finally got to him at the wrong time. You know, it's the same. It's it's the same ordeal. They try to make it a quarterback showdown instead of making it Ravens versus Chiefs. It's always trying to be Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes, and I hate that. But a passion. Mm-hmm. So like I said, he, it wasn't a super horrible game, and it wasn't a super good game either because the interception was definitely stupid. I don't know what the hell he saw on that. I know I like Lisa got grabbed. I get that, but you still go somewhere else with the football, take off. Check it now. It's like three points. Uh let the defense try to get a stab and then get it back. But yeah. So C definitely C minus. And I'm giving Lamar a C. Um, like you said earlier, you look at the numbers and it'll say that Lamar didn't have a bad day. Um, but to me, he just didn't do enough. And I don't think it's wrong to expect more from your soon-to-be two-time MVP, your all-pro quarterback, top-five quarterback. You know, that's what separates good from great. And what builds your legacy is what you do in the playoffs. 
you know, and unfortunately for Lamar, you're going to go through another offseason of people questioning you and your ability and if you're worth the money you received and things and anything. And I hate to say it because we don't do this with everybody else, you know what I mean? But we know that we can be unfairly judged by a lot of people. But I feel like with Lamar, it's going to happen like it's happened with Peyton Manning, like it's happened with Aaron Rodgers, like it's happened with Tony Romo or Philip, anybody. And now we're, we're getting to it with Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Lamar's going to be no different. You had it right at the palm of your hand and you you couldn't do anything to stop the bleed at no point. And when we look at like, you know, these still shots and um, different replays of the game on Sunday, you can look at different situations and say, why didn't he run right here? Or why did he throw it to likely? You know, like you mentioned, the looking for a, a, a pass interference. I think that's the, I hate it when Joe Flacco and, and Torrey Smith would do that. I did. I just feel like throw the ball, do what you're going to do. And if it gets called, get called. But to throw the ball and be looking for a penalty, I don't think that was smart when we didn't even have to do that at that moment. Then we turn the ball over. And who's, it doesn't make anybody look bad but Lamar. We just need a little bit more from Lamar again. Lamar had a great season. I don't want to make it seem like he's not, um, worthy of praise because he is but i just feel like he fell short on sunday and we needed more from him that day all right so what grade do you give the offensive line Uh, yeah, sorry, but y'all be tripping. Um, so what was your final? Yeah, what was your final grade? I know I gave him a C minus. What you give him? I gave him a C. I gave him a C. You didn't hear anything I said? A C, okay. Uh, and not heard majority of it. It was just breaking up. Okay. I definitely heard you say he deserved, like, he get the praise. He got to take the blame, too. Yeah. And that's, and that's true. More. Like I said, you know. Because, like I said, he cost the seven points. So, like I say he's definitely not blameless, you know. Mm -hmm. And I defend him all by. But more for anybody. All right. So, what grade do you give the offensive line? Yeah. Can you hear me? Hold on one second. I'm about to switch over to my phone. Okay.
Right, I'm back. Go ahead, Shannon. So what grade do you give the offensive line? Uh, the offensive line, I give them uh, I give them a C plus. Um, you know, they didn't uh, give Lamar the much time he needed, and then the running lanes wasn't there like they were supposed to. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's C C plus. It could have been a whole whole lot better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I gave them a D. Um, for every reason that you said, I don't feel like they did a good job protecting Lamar. Lamar. Um, like I said, the run game, it's hard to really to, to, to judge them on that, but I don't feel like they did that did that enough. But it was just disappointing to see them perform like that when they've been one of the top units all season long. Like I, like I said, the offense as a whole just picked a bad day to have a bad day. I totally agree with you, Shannon. I totally agree with you. <laughs> and what grade do you give the running backs? Uh, it's hard to get them a hug. A good grade because, like I said, it was fairly used, but I'll say – B because Gus did get yards when he got the ball. Uh, like I said, three carries, but he had like 18 and 19 yards. Yeah, it was like six yards a carry. So, yeah, so for, just, you know, put a little bit of carries they got. So, I'm going to get them a B just because, just like I said, they didn't really get a chance to run the ball. Yeah, I agree. And for that reason, I gave them a C. I mean, they really couldn't contribute, but it was more about lack of opportunity. So, it's hard to really judge them harshly or to give them extra points because they really didn't get to do much. Um, and we know what they've been able to do collectively all year. I just feel like with more touches, it could have been a different game. Um, but I'll give them a C. I can't really fault them for how things went on Sunday. And what grade do you give the wide receivers and tight ends? I give them a B plus. They did make enough plays. Uh, Lamar could have definitely get it, got, got it to him sooner. Because Bateman definitely was breaking up on those routes. Uh, you know, having Andrews back kind of hurt everything because you know he get the line don't have if they, that's what they should mm-hmm. they should just easily brought him back because likely like we said likely was there because likely was doing a pretty good job like I said Odell and I'm doing Odell has some couple catches and like you said Zay went off so just because Zay went off I get him a B plus I gave him a C um for the same reasons you just said I just feel like um it could have been. And that's the thing about that's the hard part about judging this game and the offense because I just feel like they still could have contributed more, but also mm-hmm. feel like we shouldn't have put. I talked about wanting to ease Mark back, you know what I mean? Like we talked about that last week, and I, I just I don't know that that benefited us. Um, I feel like a lot of guys could have done more, but then I also feel like was it more of a Lamar not saying them thing? You know, we 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 see certain plays where guys were open and getting open, and I don't know how what Lamar was saying or how he didn't see them, and maybe it could have been a different game if Lamar was, you know, seeing the field differently. So it's just hard to really judge them. I'll I'll give him a C. I mean, it could have been better, but Zay had a day. He he made costly mistakes, but he's a rookie. It's expected sometimes, but he had a day. Great performance. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And what line, what grade do you give the defensive line? Uh, B plus. Like I said, they did uh, stop the run for the most part. You know, Pacheco didn't have like 150 yards, and they got pressured. And we sat Mahomes maybe twice. Like I said, had they did it in the first half, they would have had an A. But I'm gonna give them a B plus for the strong second half. Mm-hmm. And I gave them a B for the same reasons. Um, we limited their run game, which is something that we knew was a, a strong suit of theirs. Um, you know, their offense over the past couple of weeks. We got some pressure and we got to Mahomes a few times. So I can't really say they had a bad day. Like you said, it could have been a high degree um, if it was something that was done earlier. But overall, they did well. Yeah, yes, indeed. 
And what grade do you give the linebackers? I give them an A because they they were flying around making tackles, like and so they could you know they could only do with so much. Uh, could have probably covered Kelsey a little better, but you know they got second half he didn't do nothing. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely flying around making tackles. Uh, Holmes didn't kill us on the ground like he did Buffalo. So yeah, I give them an A. Like I said, they 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 were playing hard. So. And I gave them a B. Um, I basically have the same reasons that you said. I do feel like they contributed to some of the pressure and stopping the run. They were tackling. They were getting there. Um, but I just felt like Travis just was – it seemed like every target he had, he caught. I think I saw it was 11 targets, 11 catches. I, I just don't understand how something like that can happen. And, of course, he's a great tight end. It's not, not nothing against him. But we talked about our middle linebackers all season. I just feel like – could have been a little bit of switch up things and maybe things couldn't have got as ugly as it did earlier but overall i don't think they had a bad day i, I just wish we could have contained travis a little bit more i do and they had costly and he had costly penalties like i was actually surprised at the way that they were acting um particularly Rokon. but then we got to remember he's still a young man you know what i mean when he's 26 something like that he's still a young man he hasn't had too many times to be in a game like that so he kind of let it get in his head, and he was doing things that were out of character too. Mm-hmm. Could have been a different day if he wouldn't have done certain things, but he wasn't the only one. So, but I'll give him a B. That's fair. And what grade do you give the DBs? Uh, B plus. Uh, terrible first half. Second, uh, good second half. Mahomes with the you must the second half. Uh, they were coming up tackling the second half, uh, breaking up passes. The first half, we said they let Travis Kelsey just. Walking mm-hmm. down the field, I think once we, Cal Hamilton played amazing, so that's why they get a few plus because he came <laughs> down. He probably saved the game from man a blowout early because, like I said, had they get that fourth and one, as they go up three three touchdowns right there, three possessions, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So yeah, they, off of his performance alone, they definitely get a B plus because, like I said, he was all over the place. I, I gave him a B. I mean, Kyle Hamilton is the reason why the grade is what it is. He had a day. We talk about Zay having a day. Kyle Hamilton had a day as well. Um, I was kind of disappointed that it was another game with no interceptions. Um, you know, those are like game-changing plays, and it could have made a difference for us and something that we were pretty good at all season. But ultimately, it wasn't a horrible day. Like you said, they, if it would have been – we could have done more in the first half. It probably could have been a different game. But they definitely tightened up in the second half, and that's all you can ask for going against – that quarterback, and that head coach. Mm-hmm. All right. And what grade do you give special teams? Uh, they get a B plus. Uh, they, 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 uh, the pucks were good. We made the field good. Um, we stayed in our lanes for the most part. We didn't give it no big returns, so I give them a B. I have the same grade and for the same reasons. Um, we didn't give up any big plays, many big plays. Um, Stout had a day, and Justice Sucker, he did his job. Agreed. Yeah, he definitely, definitely, Stout definitely put the ball out there. He definitely put it. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into a few topics um, to end the show off. So we've kind of been talking about the offense, and we know what everybody's been saying over the past two days now. So my question for you is, who do you blame for the offensive woes in that game on Sunday? It starts with Todd Monkey because he's the coordinator. It starts with him. Gus, why does Gus have three carries? Why did we sign Delvin Cook and not going to use him in the championship game? Like you let him, you let him get the, you let him run, 
against the Texans, and he looked good. He looked good. He, he showed you he still got it. It wasn't him. It was just the Jets' terrible offensive line. Uh, Justice Hill should not be your main back. Like, we keep – like, just because he's been playing okay, but you know he misses blocks. He's bound to drop a pass, and you know he's good for a fumble. So, it should have been Gus Cook and a little bit of Justice Hill, uh, you know. So, that falls on Todd Munkin. And then, like I said, you should have had Andrews coming in here and there. Likely still should have been the guy. Wait, was the I was talking to one of my homeboys, uh, Gerard, um, other day. He was like, "Man, why? He, he's the best fan. And he likes the Ravens too." He was like, "Why? He's the one we ain't going butt formation. Like, why we ain't drag people across the field? You seen they was playing that man to man. Why not uh, flare people out? Or, you know, where mm-hmm. was Pat Ricard at? He didn't do none of that. Like, like you know, I mean, it was the power run game. We should have just wore them down. If you want to come in there with a light box, wear them down. You got a three hundred pound fullback. Just Gus should have had at least fifteen to twenty carries." Mm-hmm. You know it, it's crazy. Like he just, it's all, it, it falls on Todd Monkey at the end of the day. Yes, Lamar threw the interception or whatever. You know that was stupid. You know, but and then Dave Todd Monkey should have put him in much much better situations. Like Andy Reid put Mahomes in great situations. Even no matter how good of a player he is, your coach still got to put you in good position. So it for definitely mm-hmm. falls on Todd Monkey. So for me, it's a lot of blame to go around. Um. And a lot of times when you speak about the offense, people feel like you're taking um, a shot at Lamar, and that's not a, that's not at all what I'm going to do. No. Um, for me, for me, it starts with um, John Harbaugh. Like I yeah. said, when we, were, when, we were, when we were giving them grades, ultimately it's going to always fall down to you. It's going to fall on you because you can you're the only one who can say yay or nay about everything that's going on on that football field. And at no point, even though you knew and you said at halftime what we needed to do in the second half. And you saw that it wasn't being done and you allowed it to still happen. When you look at what happened in that 49ers game, if that was the Ravens, like we probably would have been a blowout because they like the 49ers still did what they did while, while trying to come back. They didn't stop being them. They didn't change their identity because they were down. We were down 10 points. That's not nothing for you to really be like freezing up and getting nervous about. So I'm starting with John Harbaugh because like I said, you're the head coach. You're the only one who can really, finalize anything that happens on that field. And because you didn't stop the bleeding, you, you're number one. I'm not, I'm not getting away from that. Number two is Todd Munkin. First of all, next season, if he's here next season, I, and I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be, because I don't know if I didn't hear anything about him getting any other job interviews, but sir, please come down out that box, please. Because even when you think back to last week, when um, they were talking about going in at halftime and Lamar was saying that he talked to the quarterback coach and was saying what he would like to do, why are you having that conversation with the quarterback coach? I mean, that's your, that's your coach, but he can't really make any final decisions on what you can or can't do if your offensive coordinator is the one making the decisions on what you guys are going to do. If Todd Monken was actually on the field, he could have conversations with John Harbaugh in the game. He could have conversations with Lamar in the game. How many times have we heard about um, headphones and things going out in a game. If communication is screwed up and you got to go through all these different channels just to talk to your coach that's sitting up in a box, that's a problem. So I don't know what he'd be saying up there. I've never liked the offensive coordinator being up in the box. I don't like it. I feel like it sometimes... Ha- go ahead. No, not, not to cut you off. It has its advantages because you get an all-22 field. To see, to see the field. See, but in the same time, like you just said, say if the because say if something go out or something, you know, you got to pick up a phone call. So he definitely need to get his ass on the field. Get on the field. Get on the field. 
stand stand by the sideline where you can stand in front where you can see everything. That's what Shanahan does. That's what mm-hmm. all the play callers do. They you know, they sit right there so they can see the whole field. That way they can talk to because, the players. Hey, what do you because see? you you got a he got a whole lot of people that he set up in that box with, right? I'm sure they are trusting people to him. Allow them to sit up in a box and and get that view if that's what you need. But I just felt like as the offensive coordinator, you need to be out there with your guys in the in the heat of what's going on. You see, Mike Tomlin made the dude come out the box before he got fired. He had to come down on the sideline during the season. Some um the, the guy who got fired on the side. I forgot, oh, um, Canada, um, Canada. Matt, Matt Canada. Yeah, Matt right. Canada. Right. But at first he was in the box. And Tomlin said, mm you got you gotta come down here. I just don't really under I, I get what like you say the benefits of sitting there in the view, but I just feel like for a new unit, for guy like everybody's learning, you're learning each other, you're learning new plays to, to just get a feel for each other. It's better to be right there with your guys. And then maybe we don't have to wait until halftime to make adjustments. And then it goes on to Lamar. Because like a head coach, a quarterback is the same. Y'all get all the praise and you're going to get all the blame. That's just how it works out. Fair, unfair, no matter what quarterback you are, that's how it's going to work. When we look back at this game, we're going to point to, we can all say, oh my goodness, goodness, we should have ran the ball more. But we're also going to point to things that we think that Lamar could have done better. Lamar's finished just finished his sixth season, right? Mm-hmm. So in your sixth season, we've won a lot of games. This is the second time that we've had the number one seed. All we've heard was this is a different team. This is different. This is different. Only for the results to basically end up being a little bit better because you won one game, but then you get into the game from the Super Bowl, and it's like everybody just pooped a bit, and I don't understand that. Yeah. I, I asked this question yesterday. Like, what is it with Lamar? Was the moment too big for him? Like, what happened? Because at any point, he could have just been like, calm down. The same thing that I'm saying is how I felt after that Steelers game. I just felt like Lamar got too flustered. And not because it was something that Kansas City was doing to him. I just feel like he was in his own head. Like, I just, I don't I don't get it. I don't get why Lamar won't be Lamar. I don't care if people want you to pass like this or want to make an argument that you can pass with the best of them, right? I've been saying all season, Lamar is a special talent. Lamar is special. Like, that doesn't change at all. He's still special. I just wish that he would have got some of that juice on Sunday and shown how special he can really be. Because we don't know when he's going to get that opportunity again. We can. Everybody can say, get him next year, but we don't know that it's going to be a next year. We've oh, seen sure. a lot of teams go to the Super Bowl and miss the playoffs the next year or go to the Super Bowl and have a crazy, like, look at what happened to the Eagles, you know? Yep. <laughs> and the Bengals, the Bengals dealt with the injuries and things like anything can happen. Every year is a different year. And next season is not going to be any easier, particularly in an AFC, when you look at the quarterbacks we have, the coaches that's coming in, it's going to be a totally different situation. I just really wish that somebody, whether I, I, I'm starting with Harbaugh, would have just, Grab the reins and say, look, we're not out of this game. Like, calm down. We're we going to do this. Run the ball. Did it like, actually have a plan and stick with it. Lamar, be you. Be the guy that got you, because nine times out of ten, you're going to be the MVP. Be the guy that made everybody feel like you came in and you snatched that MVP trophy. Be that guy right now. Because if you can't be that guy right now, when you be that guy any other day, it really doesn't matter. Right. So, for me, it starts with John Harbaugh. Todd Monken, and then Lamar. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, that I, was a that was a hard that was a tough watch. Like 
I, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around what was going on Sunday at all. Yeah, Charlotte said every time we play the Chiefs, the Chiefs chases points instead of playing football. That's true. I just said that. Every time we play them, we go into blank mode. We just – Yeah, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Every time it fails. Them and Pittsburgh, those two teams, we just – every time we play them too, we just it, – it, but it's worse with the Chiefs because it's just like – we just we just feel like we just already lost the game. So if we get scored on, like we gotta still, still the 2021 game is the only game we didn't do that. We came back, we took our time, we stuck with everything, and, and mm-hmm. we and, and we won the game. Like so, that's why I said every game the same way we came out against Houston, same way we should have did the same thing as uh, Kansas City. Exactly. Took, take the short pass, just take off, take off, run the ball, boom, 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 boom. We ran the ball for 230 yards against the mm-hmm. Texas. Should have been the same. Same, same formula. Because like I said, yeah. the defense, they, they figured it out. They they had they fixed whatever they needed to fix, and they was on it, and they was on it. I mm-hmm. think seeing Suggs come out there and all that, that gave them a new little juice, and they was ready to play after that. They said, nah, fuck this, man. We got started getting pressure on Mahomes. Kelsey all of a sudden was not, was not on the void. So, yeah, like I said, man, we only, like, was the only team, I felt like the only team that could beat us in the postseason was us, and that's what happened. And that's what happened. Every 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 loss that we've had this season, take out that Steelers, the second Steelers game, because people really didn't play. But every loss that we had, I feel like it was because of us. It was more of us and our mistakes than it was somebody just flat out beating us. You know? Flat out, flat out. Um, but more so, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm about to read this let this comment that you can continue. They uh, only let Lamar be Lamar when it was 2021. That's true. Well, in that particular game, yeah, yeah. You took that game over. And you know one more thing I want to say about the offense before we move on to this next topic. Mm-hmm. And I need this answer for me because all out the all throughout the season we heard how much control Lamar has of this offense. So right. even with like blaming Harbaugh and Munkin and things like that, I need to know whose decision was it to really just to not like to not like to get away from running the ball. Like who who did that? Because if you're telling me, if you're telling me at one point that Lamar has all of this control, how do we know it wasn't Lamar that, that wanted to play that that back and forth game with um, Pat Mahomes? I don't know. I'm just saying you can't tell me he got all this control and he can make all these changes and he can do X, Y, Z. And then we get in a game like this, we, we're just going to point to the coaches. So I, that's why I'm saying I need somebody to explain to me. Todd Monken, preferably, because John Harbaugh is not going to throw anybody under the bus. And I don't expect him to. If John Harbaugh came up there and said, look, I told them to do X, Y, Z. Lamar didn't do it. Talk about like what I think people will have a different opinion. I just think right now we don't know who was making a decision not to do what. And I just feel like you can't tell me Lamar has control during a season and then you get into the playoffs and he don't. So that's my thing is like who really was controlling what he was doing out there? Was it was it Todd? Was it Lamar? Maybe we'll get that answer one day. I, I just don't know. Yeah, my thing with that is uh, what you're saying is a very fair and valid point. Uh because the quarterback do got a lot of control. Like he might have probably did want to pass, but at some point, you was the you got real man. You got to like, hey man, look, I get it, I get it. Like we have nothing to prove, man. Let's just win this game. There's nothing right. to prove. Let's just win this game. That's you gotta you gotta reel your players back, and that's what coach. That's why. That's why even though they're paid athletes, the coaches they still have coaches stats for a reason. They're not just, yeah. just freestyling and just playing ball, calling their own. Stuff. I mean, just everybody's doing their own thing. They still have coaches. Position coaches for a reason. Even T. Martin mm-hmm. should have like, look, man, calm down, relax, take a deep breath, right. take whatever's there. If you don't see it, go, go through your progressions, right. take off, go. You know the old line, 
they 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 will they, they shaky they, right now. Yeah, because Chris Jones is dominating um, John Simpson, mm-hmm. and that's no shame mm-hmm. in that. Cause that's an all pro. That's that's an all. That's probably the second or third best defensive play, the interior defensive line in the league. And, you know mm-hmm. how you how you want to rank it. So there's no shame in beat. But even then, Joe D. Alexander, who I got a lot of respect for, he should have made adjustments with that too. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with that. He should have said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna combo block him. We're gonna double him. We're gonna slow him down with screens, whatever we're gonna mm-hmm. have." Uh, John Simpson, hey, you ain't getting it done, bro. Let's uh, let's go with five late. Let's go with uh, five late hey or something. Car, you should have made an adjustment there too. And, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not just all just Todd Monken. It's his staff too. The offensive line could have played could have been a lot better, which would have helped mm-hmm. us some stuff as well. But yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, you know, but like I said, the OC definitely got it. Make that final call. Like, nah, Lamar, uh, if you want to throw the ball, nah, we want to do it after we open up and hit them in the mouth with the ring game. It all falls, like I said, mm-hmm. it all reverts back. To Goals the together, yeah. And, and, and Mark, if they make because they're the coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been talking about the defense, how well the, de- the defense has been great all season. You know what I mean? We've really only been able to complain about them in two games. Um, even with them having a, a bad start on Sunday, they were great in the second half. Like I said, that was more than enough for us to win that game. And with that being said, you know, now we obviously have other teams who are interested in our coordinator. So how do you feel about Mike McDonald interviewing with Washington and Seattle this week? Oh, he earned it, man. He earned it. Like, he earned it. The, the guy was phenomenal, man. Last year he started off a little rough because he was new. You know, everybody went to run him out of town and said, be patient, be patient. Then, like I said, he, after that, man, you know, once he got his general in the middle, which is Roquan things, just mm-hmm. popped off. Mm-hmm. You know, he was still doing pretty good before we got Roquan, but that just uh, that solidified everything he needed. He had, he had his Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he earned it. Like I said, the defense has been amazing since he's been here. So, you know, he definitely earned it. If he takes the job, he deserves nobody's. I won't expect nobody to pass up on a raise or on promotion. Which is both. So um, yeah. if he did, we just gotta be, you know, uh, I think Anthony Weaver is getting a look as well. So if we lose both of them, um, just you know, just grab somebody else because I can think without deep with all our players and core, maybe Queen might be the only one that walks, depending on what he want. What he want. Mm-hmm. You want have your whole core back for the most part. So you know, you can just you know, you promote Zach or, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, or you know, grab somebody else who's been around. Joe Collins might be available. Grab him to come call the defense. <clears throat> He's been with the Ravens forever, so you know we'll we'll mm-hmm. definitely have um, we definitely have a plan. But if he do leave, he deserves it. But I definitely want to keep him back. I just want to make sure we keep Todd Market so we can have consistency on the offense. So um, yeah, like I said, if he take it, that's good for him because like I say, he earned it. But like I said, um, we'll see in a few days. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, ultimately, how do I feel? I'm happy for him. You know what I mean? Like, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, being concerned about losing either coordinator. And I explained then that I was more concerned about losing Todd Munkin than I was about losing Mike, because I just feel like we can always get a guy. And not that we like, like I said, the Dean Pees or the Greg Medicines of the world, um, but we can always find a guy to come in. And like you mentioned, Zach Orr, I mean, he he was at the top of my list when I was just thinking about who could replace him. Also understanding that he's now getting interviews too to be a defensive coordinator for teams. So we might have a lot of turnover um, defensively because even if Mike was to leave, he still might want to take a guy and make him his defensive coordinator. Um, so it's going to be a lot of holes to fill there possibly. Um, but ultimately, again, I'm happy for him. I've seen people saying like he shouldn't do it. He, he only has two years of experience as a defensive coordinator. And I'm like, 
No. Who's going to turn down an opportunity if a team is offering you a head coaching position in the NFL? It's only 32 of them. And it's not like they're always available every year. So who wouldn't want that opportunity? And I heard, I don't know if it was the, an executive from Washington or an executive from Seattle, but they were just talking, like mentioning that they were interviewing them or him. And their response was, um, he's the Sean McVay of defense. And if teams feel that way, you gotta, you're gotta you on a good path. So ultimately, I'm happy for him. Um, he wasn't my biggest concern as far as losing a coordinator. But I wish him well, whichever team. If he, if he picks either or, I wish him well. And if he comes back, I'll be ready to welcome him back. He did a great – he's done a great job since he's been here. A great job. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. Like I said, I would definitely like to have Mike Vick out of that. Like I said, if you get a promotion, life will take it. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I'll read his last um, comment that we wrote about. Mm-hmm. People being hot on the mall in his first AFC Championship game, perhaps. A rookie Flacco didn't win the first one. Took two more times until he got over. That's a that's – a, the only thing about that, like you said, Joe Flacco was a rookie. Lamar not a rookie anymore. So that's the only pushback I'll get on that. Anybody know I'm Lamar stand, <laughs> but that's the difference. Uh, but yeah, but in, in theory, you do have a point. Goodbye, been first AFC Championship game. So you know, it's 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 definitely going to drive him more. But like Shannon said, things change. Uh, hopefully, it can be like a 2012 year. If we don't get the number one seed, we get a four or five seed or something. And go on a roll because that's when we are at our best, honestly. Both championships have been won when we were the, the first time we were the five seed when we were in 2000, the second time we were the four seed. So, hopefully, it's that type of thing. And then it seems like a pattern every 12 years because <clears throat> the 2004 24 seed that's coming up that'll be officially mm-hmm. 12, that'll be officially 12 years. So, I don't know, it might, it might be, it might be, uh, you know, it might, it might finally be putting it all together in 2024. So I hope, I, hope, I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case anyway. Well, for me, with with this this with this comment, but it's like it's like what you said. Um, I don't think you could compare a a, a um, Flacco as a rookie to Lamar in his sixth year and about to win his second MVP. Like I don't I don't think that um it's wrong to have expectations for him. Um, we've we've had the number one seed. This is our second time having the number one seed with Lamar. You know. Um, we've had home playoff games. That's something Steve Bishotti has wanted. But to not have expectations for a guy that most consider to be top five, I don't think that that's wrong. I don't. I didn't. I don't think any of us had a lot of expectations in 2008 when when a rookie Flacco took over. I don't. I mean, I think we were surprised with a rookie a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback and doing what we did and getting to the AFC Championship. I mean, it was like wow. Like if anything that we done at that point, it was like we we already overachieved, right? Facts. Then you come back and you, and you build upon that and you make the playoffs and you never lose a playoff game with Flacco in the first round. You get to this point. You get to the AFC Championship again in 2011, which was probably our best team. And, you know, like we know how good that team was that year and, and to lose in the fashion that we lost in. Joe Flacco played his heart out. And then Thanks to get that. back there that next year, he played great again. And we won a Super Bowl, you know, once we beat that, won that game. Um, so I just think the difference is you're talking about a six-year quarterback versus a rookie quarterback. Yeah, he said, I'd rather go through the wild card round. That's what it might take. It might got to take that. Yeah. Might got to take that. Like I said, we did better with the bye this time around because we won the first, get first, the first division mm-hmm. game. Like I said, yesterday we just said, so we're getting closer. So, you know, we're getting closer. So that's always a sign. I'd rather be getting closer than, than being teams like the Patriots and all of them like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe next year, post, maybe next year, might be the year we finally break the ice. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So the last question that we have, and we've been talking about John Harbaugh a lot on this episode. So my question for you is, if you were Steve Bishotti, are you putting John Harbaugh in a hot seat this offseason and going into next year? You have to. And I um, hate to say it, you have to because him being comfortable is going to not do no good at all. It's going to be like, all mm-hmm. right, I'm good. I'm here. I won 150 games at the Super Bowl. You know, that, that, that complacency will definitely hurt us. One of mm-hmm. you definitely got to have that conversation. Like I said, he's definitely overall a good coach with the numbers and all that. But good coaches, you seen good coaches get let go all the time after a while. You know, even, yeah, look what the even, Titans he, just did. Yeah, yeah, Marvin Laws, he did not but one in Cincinnati. Even Doug uh-huh. Peterson in Philly, he won a Super Bowl the second year. Got him out of there. So, like I said, that should not dismiss, you know, all, you know, all that's this, which have you done for me lately. Like I said, the postseason we've been falling short. Him mm-hmm. not being able to have his imprint on the game with his coordinators, like so, you know, definitely he did. Definitely, I had that conversation. Like he already fired one coach that won a Super Bowl before with him. Mm-hmm. So that like that's how I let you know he's not afraid to uh, make that move because sometimes change is needed. So yeah, is he definitely got to be on the high seat? I'm sorry. And I totally agree. Um, and I and as I said earlier, you know, I'm a I have been a defender of John Harbaugh. Even spoke about this being making a point why this year was his best coaching job since he's been in Baltimore. Um, but it's no way you can go into this offseason into next season and not put John Harbaugh on a hot seat. And I find it interesting that we haven't heard from Harbaugh since that game ended, right? He hasn't done a press conference. I don't think I haven't seen anything or any quotes or anything. I saw I the only ever... one. He, he did one, not the controls. He did one after the game, which is After the game. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. That's what I'm that's saying. It. I know he did that's that it. one. I know he, I know he did that one on Sunday. He didn't do one yesterday when guys were talking to the media. Uh, today is already almost eight o'clock. He's he probably he saved today. He probably saved it for the end of the year, me. You know that's coming. You know when they all well, talk so, to him. So, him so, so my, so my, yeah. So my point is this though. That's raising alarms for me that it's even taking this long because we don't even have a date of when he's it's going to be a press conference. I saw someone said online that he has to speak within a week of the game ending. So obviously at some point this week before Sunday, he's going to speak if he still has a job. Let's not forget that Steve Bishotti, when Steve Bishotti fired um, Brian Brian Billick, it was because he wanted to have more consistency. He wanted to make the playoffs more, right? You fire him, you bring in John Harbaugh, an unknown coach, and that's what we did, consistently made the playoffs, right? The next thing, and won a Super Bowl. The next thing Steve Bishotti was talking about he wanted more of was home playoff games, right? You go into the Lamar Jackson era, and what do we have? More home playoff games. But that hasn't changed anything for us. That hasn't changed anything for us in the postseason. We've had the number one seed two times in the John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson era, and nothing has changed. We were complaining last year with Tyler Huntley being a quarterback and um, Dobbins and them not getting the touches that we felt like they should have got then. We complained about that. Before that as well, the only constant in all of this is John Harbaugh. So unfortunately for him, he's going to be on a hot seat and he should be on a hot seat. And this is coming from somebody who's, uh, I I will debate a lot of people about why he deserves more respect than he gets. I don't think John Harbaugh is a bad head coach, but I can't understand why we keep getting to this point. And let's not forget Steve Bishotti was about to give him his walking papers in 2018. If it wasn't for Lamar and if the, the the switch that was flipped for the team at that point, John Harbaugh might not be be our coach right now anyway. Again, 
I, I have a lot of respect for John Harbaugh, but unfortunately for him, the only constant that everybody can point to is him. So yeah. he's going to have to answer to his bosses because Arthur Costa's going to look at it like, bro, I gave you everything you needed and more. And you couldn't get it done this year? Now, I'm not saying that Eric DaCosta makes the, the, the decision whether or not John Harbaugh stays, but I can't imagine Eric DaCosta's happy about the way the season ended after everything he had to go through. He was getting dragged more this offseason than anybody. Yeah. I can't believe that Steve Bishotti left that game happy. So I can guarantee that whatever conversations they've had this week with John Harbaugh, it didn't go over well. He probably will come in. The only way he's going to come in with a good attitude in his press conference is if he still has a job. And most likely, if he gets fired, we're probably not going to hear from him. But I just feel like he's going to be on a hot seat. And it's, it's unfortunately, it's time. It's like, you can't, we can't. But I will say this, you fire John Harbaugh, the excuses run out for Lamar Jackson. Because you're firing them head coaches, you're switching offensive coordinators. That's true. And, every, That's true. and it's been everybody else but him. So fire John Harbaugh. Like, I'm not debating no Ravens fan that feel like they want John Harbaugh gone. You want him gone, fine. But understand that the excuses run out for Lamar as well. That's just how that's, I feel about that. No, that you, that's very true. Like you said, you talk, talk to a guy that defends Lamar all the time. So, yeah, that's very, very true, Shane. Like, you, if you change over a whole new head coach and mm-hmm. you still fall short, it's like, yeah, he definitely, you know, you definitely can use that as an excuse Lamar. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I, I know that he says how Bob Bashadi are best friends. I mean, supposedly him and DeCosta are best friends. We know that, but him and Bashadi, we don't know that. I know Bashadi likes him a little bit more than Billick. But uh, Bashadi is. But Billick also wasn't his guy. Like, John Harbaugh is, is Steve's guy. Yeah, John, yeah. Steve didn't pick Brian. Uh, you know what I mean? That's He was all Bordell's guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, so he probably came <laughs> in like, now, now, now I'm the owner. Let me get the guy that I want. And remember, he wanted. um. Garrett, what's his name? The one Jason from that Garrett. was on the Dallas. Yeah, Garrett yeah, Jason, Jason. He wanted him initially, but he turned the job down. And I'm thankful that we got John Harbaugh. But the time, the clock's starting to tick for, for John at this point. I'm sorry. Salah said he's been exposed since Ray and Ed retired. In ways, yes, I have to agree. In ways, yes, he still did a I pretty good job. I agree. Yeah. That's why I said in ways, in ways, in ways, in ways. Because like, like, yeah, I, 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 I feel like it's yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, because. Um, by him being a new head coach, first time coach, he Ray and him kind of like you know held the saddle together, you know, because by him still finding his way, finally as a head coach, and because he had to get that respect first, you know, always respect, you know, everybody first heard that they like you hired a special teams coach, like what the hell was wrong with Sleepy Shotty? So he had mm-hmm. to finally get that respect. So Ray and him was able to take some of that, alleviate a lot of that pressure, you know, till he got his he got his footing. Then he finally mm-hmm. like third. Then the third or fourth year, we finally like, all right, okay, he he's he's a, he, he he can coach. So yeah, so in that aspect, I definitely agree. And then, like you say, he don't have those leaders like that. Delano Roquan's definitely doing his best. He's doing his he's doing a great job trying to trying to trying to you know mimic his best Ray Lewis to try to keep everything together. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people, some people, it's just it's just not the same. It's different when Ray and Twenty talk to you. It's just a whole different vibe. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, I don't think it's fair to say that John Harbaugh has been exposed because honestly, if John Harbaugh was exposed, I don't think the Ravens would have had the success that we've had since they've been gone. You got to know they've been gone since we won a Super Bowl, both of them. And even though we've had uh, mishaps and and haven't had as much success in the playoffs, um, we've had had a lot of we have had a lot of changes. 
like I was, I said this a couple of weeks ago, we was talking about John when, we, when I was saying, was this his best um, coaching job since he's been here? We watch other coaches struggle to transition when you lose particular guys like that. Those are Hall of Famers, right? A lot of teams can't recover when you lose Hall of Famers. I feel like the Ravens really never missed a beat. You know, even we, we've had down years, we've had a lot of injuries, we've had years we're fighting to the end to get into the playoffs. John Harbaugh teams never quit on him. You know, they never quit on him. And I think that's that if they didn't respect him or didn't like him, I think we would see a whole lot more quit than we've seen. I think John Harbaugh's done a good job with um, changing a guard with new, a new air. You know, he, have a, a, he had a Super Bowl winning um, quarterback that he could have just rolled with Flacco and, and, and said, bump it, this is my guy. But he didn't. He went all in on Lamar and he's continued to continues to be all in on Lamar. I don't think it's necessarily fair to him to just say he's exposed. Like, he's a good coach and he's won coach of the year, you know, since they left. Like, you don't get the number one seed two times. And, and then y'all will probably say, well, that's because of Lamar. Okay. So then we're going to give Lamar the credit for that. Now we got to talk about what Lamar's getting the blame for. That's what I'm saying. It's just too much when you play the blame game a lot of the times. But to me, I don't think John Harbaugh has been exposed. I think a lot of things are different when you lose Hall of Famers. That's right. That's why I said certain aspects. Yeah. That's why I made that clear. Certain aspects, like you say, he still kept his stay competitive. We only had two losing seasons, and both were due to injuries. So we got he has, mm-hmm. to, he has to get credit for that. But like yeah. you said, it's just the moments and situational stuff. Is that's why that's what he, that I can speak for a lot of people, and even yourself, yeah. That's what a lot of people get pissed off at because he don't step in. And be like, mm-hmm. hey, like Tomlin steps in and be like, hey, man, what the hell are you doing? Give Najee Harris right. the ball. Right. Even Sean Payton, we could say we want about him, whatever, whatever. But he used to get on Drew Brees and them all the time. Hey, man, if you don't run this ball with Elvin Kamara, if you don't get a ball to Deuce McAllister, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, he used to go to Greg Williams. Man, if you don't put heat on Peyton, man, you feel me? Mm-hmm. That's where you come in at. That's where you come in at. So, you know, we shall see. But everybody, uh, she had a great show. Great shows on. We'll do one more Thursday. Dave got some pretty good topics. Then we'll take a little break. We'll probably come back like right before free agency start, so we can start doing our homework on these draft prospects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the free agency. So mm-hmm. um, you know, after Thursday, we'll take a little hiatus. Uh, but you know, everybody knew y'all know what to say. Y'all know what to do man, like and subscribe. Man, so share anything you want to say before we wrap it up. I do. Um, when we started this podcast, I said let's use today as like a therapy session. You know, we've all been mad, we've all been emotional for the past two days, and I feel like me and you, we talked it out, we got it out, we kind of pretty much feel the same about a lot of things. Um, I just want to say that we've had a lot of different um type of ways our seasons have ended, and I think we've all had different emotions. Like for me, I can say in two thousand and six, I was disappointed. Um. To play a team with a quarterback like Peyton Manning, to be able to hold them to no touchdowns, to not be able oh. to get a touchdown. Like, I was just, like, disappointed that we – I went to that let, game, too, man. That was at the 12th yeah, like, it, it was so disappointing, right? 2011, 2011, it hurt. I think a lot of us left that game hurt because we went to New England and went toe-to-toe with the Patriots. And everybody knows who they are are and were during that time. And not many people can go to Foxborough and win, let alone be in positions to win. And we had a chance to tie, win the game and tie the game, and we couldn't. And I, 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 that that hurt me so bad, I couldn't even go to work the next day. Like, it's not many times that things have happened in sports where it affected me like that. Like, I was literally sick after 2011. That was tough. Um, after, after the game on Sunday, I was angry. Like, I haven't been that angry about sports in a long time. 
And I was angry, but I, I feel like this now. I always like to say, like, you can't have a testimony without a test. And I feel like a game like that for this young core that we have and we expect to be back, they need it. They need they they, they need that. It don't feel good. Zay Flowers, I, I know it hurt. I know he felt the way. I know, I know it's eating Lamar up. I know that it did not feel good for that game to end that way. But I will say that next season can look a lot different. And let's hope that the core of our team that's going to be back next year, let's hope that they use it as a learning experience. And let's just cut down on the mental mistakes, and we will be better because of this. So all is not lost on the great season that we had. A lot of us were bothered by how it ended. But ultimately, we had a great season. You know what I mean? Like, maybe like next year, let's, let's get back to there, and let's do it differently this time for real. Yeah, kick said, uh, Trippy said the worst loss of Raven said it, it probably can be that because I end it, but it's definitely like I said, the heartbreak definitely, um, get better in time. Like I said, now they got something to feel now. Say no, no more taunting, secure yeah. the football. Uh, now Lamar, no, just like, hey man, I gotta be me at a 24-7. I don't give a shit, but uh, they talk about NFL live first take, mm-hmm. whatever the hell you watch. I'm going mm-hmm. to do what I gotta do to win the football game, so you know, right. um. And hopefully Todd Monk can realize I'm going to call the game the same way I did at Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's the same game, just different levels. So, like I said, hopefully everybody has a – it's a good learning spirit. Everybody get better. Hopefully hardball, like, look, man, hey, next time I got to be more fiery. Like I said, we mm-hmm. still can be friends afterwards and get drinks, but we got to be more fiery. Right. I got to be fine. I got to tell you run the football. I got to tell you make sure somebody covers Kelsey and stuff like that. So, you know. Like I said, those things, those small things, we, we we'll be sitting right here, you know, having uh having a recap would have been a much a good way, a better light. But like I said, man, only somebody somebody gotta win, somebody gotta lose. And like Ray mm-hmm. said, after that 2011 loss, somebody gonna feel the same way in two weeks. So yeah, you know, only one team could truly be happy in, in this year, one fan base. So yeah, so you know, great show, Shannon, great topics as usual. Like I said, she's the MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. make sure y'all like subscribe. Like I said, for those who can't watch it live, go ahead and um, you know, you know, check us out in the audio versions and stuff like that. You know, if you missed us, sorry about the technical difficulties. Like I said, in games computer, a thousand chances of a stupid mm-hmm. so I get it. So I get another one. I, I, I tried it because I like to use my microphone, right? Right, I'm gonna have to just do about it for a little minute, but yeah, sorry. Thank y'all for you know, for being with that. Uh, we'll be back Thursday, you know, because I did got some fire topics, and yeah. Make sure y'all trade. We still want to talk Ravens all day, every day, no matter what. Win, lose, draw. And your host, Justin P., my man, got a co-host with Shannon Fitch. Love y'all. Like I said, we're going to get through this, and we'll see y'all on Thursday. We out. Good night. Bye, Justin. Bye, Shannon.